Supplements can be a complicated game to play because they're not all created equal and there's only a few of them that actually have science that backs that they work. What's up? That was way too loud. I'm sorry. If I broke your eardrums, I will not pay for it. I'm not made of money, but I am still sorry that it, that was way too loud. Today, we're going to be talking about supplements and particularly protein supplements which is going to start a series of podcast episodes talking about supplements. And what I think would be more beneficial to you is talking about the ones that work, and then that way you can pretty much eliminate all the rest of them. And the approach that I'm going to take with talking about supplements is essentially giving you the pros and cons. Because there's some supplements that the pros outweigh the cons. There's some supplements where it's kind of 50-50, like it's it's not really necessary, but it's not going to hurt you. It's just, do you want to spend the money on that? And then the vast majority of supplements is there's far more cons than pros, not because it's necessarily going to harm you, but because it's not going to do what the supplement says it's going to do. Here's a good example. Protein powder is derived from actual food. It's derived from actual protein. So whey, for example, is a byproduct of making cheese. So it's a, it's a part of the, the milk that they extract and use the rest of it to make cheese. So whey is, a, is an actual food. It's just made into a powder. Um, and if you're taking a veggie supplement, it, they're just basically grinding the hell out of vegetables until they get enough protein out of them that it makes a certain amount to call it a protein powder. Then you have the other side of the spectrum of supplements where you have like a fat burner and the name suggests that you're going to burn fat and that it's going to help you lose the body fat on your body. But in reality, there has been no such thing as a fat burner uh, that has worked effectively as it's advertised. So fat burners aren't really a thing. Um, if you take a fat burner and you eat more calories than your body burns, even with the fat burner, you will still get fatter. So the people that, when they when they advertise things like fat burners, for example, they usually do it and they have a little asterisk next to the, the claim and at the very, very bottom in print that you can't read without a magnifying glass, it says, with proper and proper diet and exercise program. So a calorie deficit, which is what we talk about all the time, right? That's how you lose body fat. So anyway, that's the approach I'm gonna take. So let's talk about protein. I talk about protein all the time. What I haven't talked about is sources of protein. So the first thing to understand is that supplement sources of protein are not bad. You can totally take multiple different forms of protein supplements. The only thing that you don't wanna run into, and this doesn't happen that often, but it has happened, is that you get your protein exclusively from supplements. Meaning that you only drink protein shakes and you never get, you know, a nice steak or a chicken breast or fish or whatever, you know, source of protein that you like. So if you're supplementing protein into your diet, meaning that it's a part of your total protein intake, but not all of your protein intake, then you're fine, which includes things like protein bars, protein drinks, protein powders, uh, any other form of, of protein that's derived from an actual source of protein. Um, Something that's very important to understand is, well, how much protein should you get in your supplements? 
So protein powder covers this easily. So if you buy a protein powder and you put a scoop in your shake, you're getting a serving worth of protein. The problem that I've run into, uh, not personally because I, I know what I'm doing, but like if I'm coaching somebody and they bring a protein bar to me and they're like, look, I've been eating a protein bar. The reason why they think it's a protein bar is because it says high protein on it. But if you actually go to the nutritional label, it has less than 18 grams of protein, which is is not any significant source of protein. So if you're buying a protein bar or a protein shake, it should have a minimum of 18 grams in it. And the majority of the calories should be coming from that protein. So it shouldn't have a lot of fat. It shouldn't have a lot of carbs. It should be pretty much just protein. At least the per this percentage of calories coming from protein should be the highest and above 70%, 70% or above. So you shouldn't be getting a protein bar that has 12 grams of protein, eight grams of fat, and seven grams of carbs. That's not a protein bar. That's just a bar. That, that, that's no significant amount of protein, and the calories that you're going to be consuming are not going to be uh, the majority of, of from protein. So protein bars, 18 grams and above. There's some that claim they can fit 30 grams. I think that's a little bit of excessive. The most reliable and realistic that I've seen is between 18 and 25 grams of protein per bar or per, per supplement. Now on the market right now, and I'm a big fan of these, this is not me knocking them, but a, a big part of the market right now is being taken over by protein desserts. Things like cookies and brownies, I'm an affiliate of Built Bar, which is a protein company and they or a protein product company, and they 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 send me stuff all the time because I make them a ton of money. I just I I made a video on YouTube where I talked about the the it what I liked about Built Bar, but I also mentioned some things that I didn't like about it. I was completely transparent. I didn't you know I wasn't bought and sold, and uh, that video made uh, got a lot of hits. And so as a result, a lot of people used my affiliate link. So they just send me stuff all the time. And recently they sent me a, a little brownie, like a protein brownie, and it is amazing. And now it has nuts in it, so if you're allergic to nuts, I think you have to get the nut-free version if they make it. But my point is, is that protein can come in those forms too. And I'm not eating that in place of chicken breast or red meat or ground turkey or whatever. I'm, But it's, an, I mean, if you can put protein in a brownie, that's the best of both worlds, right? You're getting your protein intake higher, you're curbing appetite, but you're also getting some kind of sweet dessert. So, I mean, win, 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 right? So those things I'm totally a fan of if you use them appropriately. Like a, a good example is one of my clients right now is instead of having her typical, you know, snacks, like her potato chips with her meal, like her sandwich, she's having a protein bar or she's having a protein cookie or some sort. And these are all things that I approved for her because there's plenty of protein supplements out there that are garbage that that have really fancy marketing and clever marketing and good wrapping and, and branding and all that stuff, but the product is shit. So you gotta be careful, and which in which is one of the reasons why I wanna invite you to, I have an open door policy. You can ask me questions about, <clears throat> excuse me, about any kind of supplement or any kind of food or any kind of diet anytime you want. Uh, the best place to reach me is on Instagram, at Shane Hubbard Fit. Send me a DM, even if you've never talked to me before, but you've listened to this podcast and I have no idea who you are, I am totally open because I, my main goal as a coach, especially at this point that I'm not coaching full-time, is to be the person that I wish I had when I was learning all this stuff. I just went to bodybuilding.com forums, which proved to be pretty useful most of the time. 
but I didn't have a singular person or a group of people that I could go, hey, I, I just thought of this question randomly. I'm going to go ask this person. So protein supplements or supplements in general, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me. So anyway, when it comes to protein supplements, I'm pretty much good with all of them uh, in terms of it being like a, a cookie, a, a bar, a, a protein shake, a protein powder, whatever. Go for it. If you have questions about specific brands, when it comes to protein powders, every brand is going to claim what's better than the other. I've had brands in the past that have better ingredients, but cost more and quickly go out of stock, so you can't ever buy it. Um, over the years, I've sort of stuck to two or three brands. The first one is REM. I think that's what it's called. I could totally be butchering that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's MRM. Ignore what I said earlier. MRM is a protein brand. Um, I've also been buying recently Optimum Nutrition, which has been around forever. Um, it's really uh, easy. It's good price. to You can buy it on Amazon, that kind of thing. Other than a couple of protein powders, you don't have to worry too much about it. But again, there's so many out there that just, just ask me which one you're going to get, and I'll say yes or no. Uh, it's so much easier to do it that way. So yeah, that's protein supplements. Uh, other supplements that I ho hope to cover are anything that's suggested uh, by any of you. If you have a, if you're like, hey, should I take fish oil, or hey, should I take creatine, or should I take uh, multivitamin or magnesium, or you know those kinds of things. If you have those kinds of questions, those supplements are uh, things that I can talk about, and I can probably lump two or three in a ten-minute conversation just because it'll be an easy yes or no, or this is what you should get. Um, but yeah, we're going to be be talking about supplements a little bit more uh, because I think it's a good place to go. I take here here to end this podcast episode because we're at ten minutes. I'll just tell you what I take. And that'll give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about as well as some of the other things that are in the industry. So I use protein powders because there's no way in hell I'm just going to eat meat all day unless it's like a ribeye steak. Um, I take fish oil occasionally. I'm not religious about it. I take magnesium to help me sleep because I burn through that stuff all day long, everyone does. If you have to do any kind of job where you're thinking a lot about stuff or you're moving a lot or you're active, you are burning through your magnesium, which is probably part of the reason why you can't sleep. So I take magnesium. I sometimes take a multivitamin, not a lot, because I find that it doesn't really do anything extra for me. It doesn't provide any sort of balance or boost or heighten my energy or alertness or productivity or anything like that. Um, I sometimes take a green powder, although every time I take a green powder, I start to notice that it's pretty much a placebo effect in the first two weeks. And then after that, I just really don't notice any sort of benefit from that. I also take um, this thing called a mushroom elixir from 4-Somatic, Sigmatic. It's um, a series of uh, it's hard to explain because I don't know a ton about it. And so I probably need to do more research to actually talk about it. And maybe that's some of the things I talk about. But anyway, it helps with uh, the clarity of your thinking. It helps with mental uh, productivity. It helps with energy. Sometimes it's a little too much energy, especially with coffee. But I take it to help me be on top of my game at work when I really need to be creative, when I need to be focused, when I need to really 
put my pedal to the metal and work hard on something and, and stay locked in and be able to produce at a higher level. So I take that with my coffee, not all the time, but sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, those are some of the supplements off the top of my head that I can remember that I take. Oh, so I also take vitamin D. I think that's a no brainer. I think everyone should take vitamin D at least in between 5,000 to 15,000 IEUs, which they changed the conversion by the way. So I'm not sure what that turns to in milligrams or micrograms or whatever, uh, measurement it is, but everyone should take vitamin D, um, not to go on a tangent, but because one of the reasons why I started really promoting vitamin D when the pandemic hit is because they were testing people for COVID and they were testing it for other things. And they realized that 80% of the people that had very severe COVID symptoms were very depleted in vitamin D, which makes sense. We live in a modern world. We work in buildings. We don't have a lot of skin exposure to the sun. So I take vitamin D because one, I'm super pale. I probably need it. And two, I don't spend a lot of time in the sun. Even, even when I try to spend time in the sun, I don't spend that much time in the sun. So I take vitamin D every single day, like clockwork. If I don't take it, like my, like I, I notice it, not like physically, but like I, it's one of those things where I'm such in the habit of that if I don't take it, it's like, whoa, I didn't take my vitamin D. Uh, okay, so a little too long of an episode. I promised you 10 minutes, but I'm sure you got some benefit out of it. I will see you in a future episode. I'm going to be on vacation for an entire week after this podcast drops, so you will not hear from me, but you can see me on social media, living it up, eating everything in sight. That would be kind of fun to watch. I promise it won't be gross. All right, I'll see you later.